Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. It's our special countdown to kickoff on a Thursday night. Johnny Mack, your partner from Birds 365. Jody Mack making his way out to screwballs tonight. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, and I have a present for Jody Mack when he arrives. Uh, his very own personal case cre of stateside vodka created, oh, man. Now created specifically up. for Jody wow. Mack by the crew wow. uh, down you know. at the stateside. So good stuff coming for Jody Mack tell, when he tell, arrives tell Jody, Tell Jody better stop by my house and drop off at least a bottle. Yeah, it's about. good stuff. Nice package for him. He'll have some great food out here at Screwballs. It's our Thursday home, our countdown to kickoff. Uh, excited to be here. And, of course, tonight uh, with Jody in the building and with everybody here who joins us tonight, uh, we'll talk about Sunday's game in Carolina. One step closer uh, to the game on Sunday, John. It's a, going to be a much shorter report with you tonight here on Football 24-7, so I don't want to get long-winded. Let me come right to you um, and try and understand any changes, developments, or differences um, from yesterday uh, to the completion of practice today. Uh, not much change. Uh, Jason Kelsey had a maintenance day pretty much uh, yesterday. On Wednesday, he was back as a full participant at practice. Um Jordan Mailata remains limited uh, as he's coming back from the sprained knee, but I think it looks like he's going to be on pace to play Sunday in Charlotte uh, unless he has a setback. Avante Maddox, Quez Watkins were back as full participants uh, from their injuries. Uh, the only addition was Darius Slay, and we're all concerned about personal matter because of what's going on with Lane Johnson, who remains out. Darius, though, only good news, uh, he was gone today because he and his wife had a baby boy. So oh. uh, good news for, for Darius Slay. Good stuff. Speaking of Lane Johnson, uh, any update from the team uh, on Lane Johnson? I know yesterday we talked about the reports of him coming back to Philadelphia. Um, has there been any update at all from the Eagles from a football perspective? Um, no, the Eagles are leaning on that phrase, as I said, personal matter, and they insist it is truly a personal matter. So people talking about his chronic ankle issues, um, I don't believe it is health-related, at least in, as a matter of relating to Lane Johnson. Uh, other people have mentioned some of his issues in the past with um, being suspended. Uh, it has nothing to do with that type of situation. It's just a personal matter. And uh, I don't expect him to play Sunday against the Panthers. So um, you're going to have uh, most likely another makeshift offensive line with Jason Kelsey and four players that weren't in the original starting lineup, but that could be down to three if Jordan Mailata is able to go. The only difference being Jordan Mailata, if he is able to play, is probably going to replace Lane Johnson at right tackle. That would be my guess right now. That's not definitive. Uh, obviously, until Lane Johnson is ruled out, 
they don't have to make that decision, but I think that's the Eagles' contingency plan would be Jordan Mailata, right tackle, uh, Lane, uh, excuse me, uh, Andre Dillard staying at left tackle. Um, and that's probably your most likely scenario if Jordan makes it through the week and he feels good on that knee. Because remember, it's a 380-pound guy on a spring knee as well. So you have to factor that into it as well. Football 24-7 with John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. John, I know you don't get the opportunity to see practice anymore, but is it safe to assume that the contingency plan for not having Lane Johnson means that Jordan Mailata is working with the first team offense and he's working on the right side. Um, he has taken reps on the right side in individual drills. Uh, again, we are, um, we are ushered out before the team drills start. So we can't see the team drills, but um, in clear indication, typically when Jeff Stoutland's getting his players ready, he wants them to work together on combination blocks uh, last week, it was a little bit different. I think they were truly, truly finding, trying to find out what the best case would be uh, when it came to the right guard and the left guard position. Were they going to keep Landon Dickerson at right guard, move him to left guard? Uh, and who would they play at right guard if they moved him? Ultimately, they did move Dickerson. As we know, he's going to stay at left guard. Uh, and then they were doing a lot of shuffling. Uh, with Jack Driscoll, Nate Herbig, Sue Opeta. Uh, Sue is not in the mix. He's on the COVID list right now. So a um, lot of moving parts, a lot of musical chairs. People are probably having their heads spinning. But here's all you need to know. If Lane Johnson's not going to be there and you want to win a couple bucks on some kind of weird prop bet, and you want to go left or right, Eagles offensive line, put your money on Dillard, Dickerson, Kelsey, Driscoll, my lot. All right. Let's see how it plays out on Sunday. The Eagles are, or I should say, um, Carolina is a three-point home favorite, in case you're interested. I know when the se before the season started, the perception was that the Eagles are or were a better team than Carolina before the season actually got started. That's the case. I think it was more of who was worse. They were both going to be in that lower tier. I think both are better than people probably expected. Maybe not the Eagles in the national perspective because they haven't had the win-loss success, but – Again, I think if you look at it and cobble it down and say the Eagles probably outplayed San Francisco, they did a lot better against Kansas City than I think people expected. So style points, which admittedly mean nothing in the NFL, have been maybe a little bit better than expected. Take out that Cowboys game, which was probably an abject disaster. Um I think they played better than people expected, but I haven't had the win-loss success. Carolina has. They're 3-1. and one. They seem to think they're a contender, as evidenced by the fact they traded for Stephon Gilmore. 
Um, I got to tell you, though, Krause, they beat the New York Jets, they beat the Houston Texans, and they beat the New Orleans Saints. Now, the Saints are still a pretty good team, but they're not what they were with Drew Brees, certainly. And the Jets and the Texans, you can argue, they might be the two worst teams in football, to be honest. So, you know, if the Eagles had the Jets and Texans, they might be three and one. That's that's how you kind of look at it. I think Carolina is a little bit overstated because of the three and one record early in the season. It just happens to be the soft part of their schedule happen early. Christian McCafferty was back to work yesterday. I don't know whether or not it was on a limited, you know, some sort of a limited participation in practice yesterday. Um, but I, he practiced again today. Uh, he may or may not play. If Assume for a moment that he plays on Sunday. What does it mean? Um, it's, a, it's a very different offense if he's in there versus if he's not. Yeah, I mean, he's a great, great player, one of the best playmakers in the NFL. So, obviously, if he's in there, I think he's going to be in there. Um, Matt Rule is going to play the Nick Sirianni game. He's probably not going to lead on. He's not going to officially announce he's going to be back. He's going to play that uh, competitive advantage game and say he's questionable right up to game time. I do expect him to play, but it is a hamstring issue, so it might even truly be – a game time decision. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's difficult to deal with as opposed to, say, Chuba Hubbard. Um, and obviously, the Eagles have not had a lot of success uh, stopping the run. Uh, so, Christian McCaffrey is always a tough matchup for anybody. Um, and I do expect the Eagles to have to deal with it. But, you know, the big weakness of Carolina, probably on paper, is the offensive line. Uh, and they're going to be missing Cam Irving. Their left tackle isn't uh, supposed to play. So, And by the way, he's not one of the better left tackles to even begin with. So you're talking about an average to below average left tackle, and now they got to go to the backup, who obviously isn't as good as the starter. So the Eagles should be able to gain some hay. And then their best defensive player this year has probably been Shaq Thompson. He's not going to play. Um, so there's some positives on the injury front, uh, for the Eagles as well. Typically we've talked about the Eagles injuries, especially on the offensive line. Carolina is dealing with some pretty big injuries from their perspective. So the Eagles should get home on Sunday, should get pressure, should get home, which would be different than just a week ago against Mahomes and Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, they are what they are at this point. You're not going to see a lot of blitzes. I think we all know that. Uh, So it's got to be the front four that gets home. I don't think they've handled the absence of Brandon Graham very well. Uh, The first uh, few games without Brandon Graham, that shouldn't be a surprise to people because he's a really, really good player. Uh, and he wasn't going to be easy to replace. Um, So I think they're still feeling out that process, and we'll see. You know, this is an opportunity, though, for Derek Barnett and Josh Sweat to get going a little bit, no question about that. 
So does that mean, John, uh, from a defensive standpoint, that Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, will make no adjustments at all for Carolina? Wow, that's harsh. No, I, you know, you're always making adjustments. I mean, he's made adjustments uh, between Kansas City. I've said, you know, Jonathan has taken a lot of hits this week. I think his plan for Kansas City was the exact plan you should have, to be honest. Um, and that's you you try to limit the explosive plays. You try to limit the big plays. Uh, you don't want Tyreek Hill going for 80 yards. You don't want Travis Kelsey killing you down the seam. Um, again, I would ask you, you know, you have Tyreek Hill, you have Travis Kelsey, you have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Who do you want to stop? You want to stop Hill? You want to stop Kelsey and say, if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire can beat me, all right, you tip your cap and you move on. It's kind of what happened. Um the goal was to force Kansas City to go the length of the field, long drives. They did that. They just weren't able to get off the field on third down. So the, the thought process behind make them go 13 plays, make them go 12 plays, 10 plays, there's going to be in the modern NFL, we know all the penalties, all the flags. There's going to be a false start. There's going to be an illegal man downfield. There's going to be a holding penalty. And boom, you get a little help and you get off the field. Eagles weren't able to execute getting off the field nine of ten on third downs. That was the big issue. I thought the plan itself made perfect sense. So from that standpoint, I don't criticize Jonathan Gannon. He's not going to play the same way that he played against Kansas City because Sam Darnold's not um, Patrick Mahomes and DJ Moore, even though he's having a great season, is not Tyreek Hill. So you don't have to be um, as wary of the Carolina Panthers as you do the Kansas City Chiefs. John, if the offensive line for Carolina is deficient to the point that you have an advantage, the advantage is defense, right? Their line is deficient. You have a better front four. The advantage is defense. Is it in the game plan to adjust and blitz a little bit and put some pressure? Well, some, I know, some additional I, pressure? I know I know people love the blitz in Philadelphia. This probably goes back to Buddy Ryan. Uh, it goes back that far. Uh, I would ask people to look at the back seven and say two things. Uh, who do you want blitzing, number one? Uh, number two, other than Darius Slay, are you comfortable leaving Steve Nelson, the safeties, Abonte Maddox on an island? Because that, that's the give and take. Jonathan Gannon often talks about give and take. You call one defense, it gives you something, it takes something away. There are no great blitzers on this team. It's a personnel issue. Until you get a great blitzer, why are you going to blitz a lot? Um, you know, maybe if you had Darius Lay and Stephon Gilmore and he was healthy and playing, maybe you'd feel comfortable blitzing a little bit more. Maybe if you had better safeties, you'd feel comfortable 
doing a little bit more of those things. Right now, the Eagles have a personnel deficiency in the back seven, and we've talked about it since the summer, to be honest, probably the spring. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, all presented by Stateside Vodka. Go to statesidevodka.com. Use the keyword, Jacob, get 15% off a one-liter bottle. If you're in Pennsylvania, they'll deliver it right to your door. It's an abbreviated version of Football 24-7 with John McMullen tonight here across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We're live, of course, at Screwballs in King of Prussia, For the countdown to kickoff, John's partner, Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, will be in the house uh, tonight. Uh, And we'll look forward to the bye week, Johnny Mack, uh, when we'll bring you out to Screwballs, where the heart of the city, uh, the heart of the Burbs, gathers on every Thursday night, uh, talking shop, talking football, uh, and enjoying the countdown to kickoff. Really a great place out here. Uh, in King of Prussia. Look forward to you joining us out here. I look forward to and And the pressure is on now, Krause, in, in stateside vodka. I'm expecting that now. <laughs> John, it's already been prepared. They prepared as if you were coming tonight. So I can already check that off. Uh, check leg. that box. I can check that box. Good stuff tonight from John McMullen, Football 24-7. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And, of course, on behalf of John McMullen, Xander Krause, And everybody out there on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody.